This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Welcome to The Soul's Journey with Tom Jacobs. A fresh look at astrology shaped by channeled wisdom on the soul and its human journey. Enjoy inspirational insights on how to change karma and make changes for the better. And now, here's Tom. Hey everybody, welcome to The Soul's Journey. This is Tom Jacobs. I'm an evolutionary astrologer and channel uh living in cyberspace at tdjacobs.com and uh we do this show every week the soul's journey and i you know most people know me as an astrologer some people know me as a medium or a channel but most people know me as an evolutionary astrologer and uh this is a huge part of what i do but i actually just between you and me i actually use evolutionary astrology to address issues about consciousness and like quality of life, quality of life experience. So my, my, my deal is really about consciousness. But that's a really weird, you know, I'm a consciousnesser. No, I'm an astrologer. So astrology being a symbolic language that I use to help people upgrade consciousness, become more aware of, you know, what they, and this phrase is, is, probably overused and it might sound like a cliche but your true nature who you really are behind this behind the um perception of humanness uh that's that that we each carry so um you know meditation metaphysics all you know different kinds of intentional chemical free altered states in order to heal things uh access intuition learn to communicate with guides anyway i use astrology to support the evolution of consciousness so so this show tonight is adventures in consciousness part three last year i did two shows about different experiences um that i've that i've had uh adventures in consciousness and i've had a couple of weeks uh really escalating the last week that have been Honestly, a little bit of a sense of renewal as far as my own uh, deal with my evolution of my consciousness. So I'm going to share some things with you about what I'm learning, uh, and I'm, I'm very excited about a couple of um, developments. Uh, so anyway, I'm going to very excited to tell you all this. So related to this is one of the announcements, uh, which is I will channel Ascended Master Jehudi and Archangel Metatron. Uh, each of which is an amazing helper, teacher, unseen friend to have hanging around. And I'm going to channel them to do a teaching and then also energy work for um, the third major uh, channeling event. One was in August, um, energy and emotion clearing event, which is kind of setting the stage for a bunch of different events. And then in November, I did, uh, or we did, the three of us did, Transforming Self-Doubt. Uh, each mp3 by the way these 90 minute mp3s are available through tdjacobs.com and then this next one coming up is transforming depression and anxiety that is february 15th 2014 uh linked from my homepage is is a is a, a button dealio you can click on it uh very excited about this one and if you take together the energy clearing uh one and the transforming self-doubt and transforming anxiety and depression they are actually like the first one energy clearing is about kind of clearing the clearing the decks so to speak of other people's stuff you may carry or old ideas about who you are and what you're supposed to be doing clearing that out 
and the next and then there's a series of different corners of places in your field in your in your consciousness and therefore your life because your life is a manifestation of what's going on in your field therefore your consciousness uh in a series of these so i know there'll be a future one on addiction um there's going to be another one on transforming self-judgment which is different from self-doubt as i sit and talk to jehudi about all these things he points out subtle differences and shows me that there are different corners uh of our of our uh, structures within our consciousness that can be affected with this. So, so anyway, this this series of special channeling events continues. I'm really excited to to bring this to you. I always go through my own upgrade process a week or two before the event. Sometimes I think one of them was for about three weeks, and it was really intense. The next one was about a week. Uh, but I always go through my own upgrade process to be able to have have mine worked on so that I can hold the frequencies that they're going to work on you through me. So that is a 90-minute uh, conference call on February 15th, Saturday, February 15th. And you can get the MP3 if you can't make the call. There is an early bird registration, um, which is open through the 26th. So today is January 22nd. So for four more days, uh, that opportunity is open. Um, these are amazing for transforming your life. Obviously, transforming is in the title. So, so that's that's the first thing that's coming up. Um, the next thing that's going to come up is energy is money is energy, and that's going to start on March first. You can check that out uh, through tdjacobs.com as well. And I'll be talking about that uh, more in the subsequent shows to give you a better idea of that. But I want you know if you're somebody who's known that I'm going to teach another one at some point, and you want to get on board. It starts on March 1st. And then now on to our main uh, event uh, for the evening. This, this, All this stuff with consciousness, it's, it's really interesting. Um, I, I, may have, I think I mentioned uh, a week or two ago that I've been working in new ways with tiger iron crystals, which I've always referred to as rocks and stones, but, <laughs> and, I, and I probably will uh, continue to do that to some degree. But this last week, I've been getting – really interesting, I don't know, orientation to what's actually happening when one uses a, a crystal or a rock or a stone. And I understand very, very clearly with no illusions or delusions that everybody else gets this. <laughs> but this has been a body of knowledge that's that's escaped me in one ear and out the other. And, and there have been people who have told me, you know, six, eight, ten times about a particular crystal they think will be good for me, and I know I've heard it before, but I can't remember. And I say, "Well, can you tell me again?" And I can't grasp any of the words. You know, I just can't track it. So um, that's been shifting as I've spent several years now working intensely with tiger iron, which is a uh, it's a grounding stone and also good for creativity. And people who think you need protection use it also for protection and other things. Um, but it's a it's a layered. Uh, mix of red jasper, hematite, and gold tiger eye. And uh, so I I was talking to Jehudi about a year ago, so you know, probably three or four years into meditating with this and channeling with this all the time, the particular stones that I had. And he said, hey, get a bunch of stones and uh, charge them. Like get a bunch of these crystals and meditate my you know, put my vibration into these stones because basically I can't do it because I'm not in a body. So basically the human, you, the channel is necessary. And I said, oh, that would be that would be really cool. But part of me was a little skeptical. And now I laugh a year later because not like I should take everything that he says as, as you know, you know, 
gospel or whatever. But but I was really skeptical because I didn't understand the deal with the crystals. So um, that's what I've been been learning about. Um, a month ago, I joined the local lapidary club. Uh, lapidary meaning having to do with uh, gemstones, crystals, that kind of thing. Most people there are creating uh, cabs or cabochons to make jewelry. And then I'm in there with these big, you know, four or five, six ounce chunks of tiger iron, making them somewhat pretty, but so that for this meditation process. So, uh, so that's what I've been doing. And now the first piece of rough, which is, which is the, 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 the lingo for, um, an uncut, unpolished piece, just like a big chunk of rock. This was about four and a half pounds. Uh, the first one is now cut and polished, cut into 10 pieces and polished. And, uh, several of them have homes already, but, um, I will be charging them with Jehudi's level of consciousness and his, uh, degree of intentionality and, and I, I've spelled all this out and actually channeled last night, um, which is what titled this together. I channeled, I don't know, it's like eight or nine, ten pages, um, and I wrote a little introduction for it to put it in context because I haven't been talking about crystals, you know, a lot. I just use them in my, my practice. Um, specifically talking about tiger iron. So there is a new PDF on my site. It's on the articles page, and it's also linked from my homepage on the right-hand side, one of those uh, graphics buttons, um, uh, Ascended Master Jehudi on Tiger Iron. It's a PDF when you link to it, when you click on it. And uh, it, it's a channel message from him that explains why he suggested that I expand into this arena. And that's what really kind of started to connect some dots for me about everything he's suggested that I do, everything he's encouraged, and kind of laid a little, you know, breadcrumb out in front of me and you know and I and I wander over innocently and pick it up and say oh that's interesting um let me let me uh you know uh gnaw on that for a while um all these things now are very clearly about working with consciousness and so just, I'm just I'm absolutely fascinated I was telling Kira as we were you know she's asking me how my week went and I said I'm I'm, I'm inspired you know I'm like I have like a, a renewed sense of of um inspiration because I uh, it's not just doing the same thing that I've been doing for years, and, and it's been developing, but now I'm grounded to the point where I'm able to work with different crystals, not just focusing on the tiger iron. So all of this leads to me making available um, cut and polished and charged pieces of tiger iron, which help grounding immensely. And these are going to be bookmarks for Jehudi's level of consciousness. So for those of you who are listening who might not know that name, it's it's spelled D-J-E-H-U-T-Y. That's his Egyptian name. He's an ascended master. He's also known by the Greek name Thoth or Toth. People say, you know, different ways. Saint Germain and also Merlin, the mythologized Merlin from Arthurian times was actually a person and it was this this individual. So um, so he's had lives on Earth, and uh, Saint Germain was an was an historical figure as well, and he's been other people. Um, but when he's outside a body, he functions to help anybody who needs help with their evolution. So what he's been showing me how to do is to get in my for years now, get in my body, um, you know, meditate to the point where I can focus and tune my consciousness, um, get inner guidance trust myself, develop self-confidence, and teach people how to do that. And, th and I have been teaching people how to do that 
with you know channel calls for years and uh, teaching them all these meditation techniques and energy work and energy work techniques but this is now the next step and i'm just really excited about it so within a couple weeks and i will announce it on the show and also through my blog and facebook and everywhere else and i'll call everybody i ever met probably (laughs) uh i'll announce when these stones start to become available um they're all cut and polished as much as they're going to be now they're not the prettiest things ever because they're not for jewelry, but the sharp edges are gone and there are, you know, lots of, lots of smooth, pretty stuff on them. Um, and they are the right size for and weight for really getting a bunch of this stone, a bunch of this crystal, um, to ref- reflect your vibration and to work with you. That, that channel PDF on my site on tdjacobs.com explains all of this uh, from Jehudi's perspective. And I encourage you to read it. You know, whether you're into crystals or whether you're not, I encourage you to go read it because this, you know, if you're drawn to the show, then then you're going to hear a lot about, you know, you probably already heard a lot about the evolution of consciousness if you've been listening uh, for the last, you know, over over a year. But this is a, this is a new phase where I can give you I can offer you a, a piece of this, you know, piece of the earth, essentially, with a certain level of consciousness that's added to with this this uh, level of awareness by Jehudi or, or of Jehudi, and um, you'll be able to develop more self confidence, clear out your lower three chakras, and once that happens, the sixth chakra relaxes open, which is one of the key points. But you have to go through um, a, an increasing awareness process of the lower three chakras and learning about them. So, and that's what I've been working on with all my coaching clients and what I work on with, you know, one-time clients. But, uh, this is the next step to have your own stone. So those are going to be available in a few weeks. And, and I'm just, uh, tremendously excited. I'm actually holding the one of the 10 that's for me, uh, the very first one that got cut off and polished. Uh, I'm actually holding it now. And I was, um, the last couple weeks as well. Uh, and so it feels good to be in your body when you have the awareness and the skills and you're willing to clear out the, the energies and emotions that belong to other people and that are yours but perhaps from the past and don't really serve you. So that, that's the news. That's, that's, what's, uh, that's what's going on. Um, I encourage you to get to read that PDF on tdjacobs.com. And uh, there's also a 30-minute video. I think it might have been posted – Maybe even last week before the show. So I may have mentioned it last week. And it's kind of, um, talking about my relationship, um, with these crystals and how I've used them. And, you know, stones come and go in our lives. And I talk about the different ones I've used and what I'm working on and, and show some examples in the video of some of the ones that are, that are in process. So you can, you can kind of see what they look like. And that's on YouTube. And also that is embedded on my homepage, tdjacobs.com. So I encourage you to explore this with me to kind of get on board and, and join in the fun because, um, this, uh, you know, continuing with life as it's always been, doesn't work. We're here to learn how to change. We might think of it as growth or evolution, but we're here to learn how to adapt to new scenarios. And new scenarios uh, reflect how we're changing on the inside. So this can be worked with intentionally using crystals which hold a level of consciousness. So I'm just very excited about this. So that's so that's not what's going on. Um, the other thing that's going on um, is that I am – in, I'm in it. I am in, uh, I think it's the last pass of three. 
of my own Neptune square, Neptune transit. And I realized that, I mean, so I'm going to talk about that briefly um, after uh, the first break, which we're, which we're going to take now. This is Tom Jacobs on The Soul's Journey. Stick with me. I'll be right back. wired is no accident your soul has divine intentions for this life understanding those intentions can bring greater peace and harmony to your world a soul's journey soundbite from astrologer and channel tom jacobs is a 15 minute mp3 reading on your major life themes tom's unique approach to astrology sheds light on the big picture of you your values passions fears and family dynamics as divinely designed by your soul Gift yourself and others with insight and understanding by ordering your Soul's Journey soundbite today at tdjacobs.com. Looking for answers to help you navigate life? The book Jehudi Speaks offers wisdom channeled from Ascended Master Jehudi, a.k.a. Thoth, St. Germain, and Merlin on humanity's opportunities during these exciting times. Jehudi Speaks provides what you need to know to grow and evolve on Earth now. A compilation of four channeled books, Jehudi Speaks explores karmic relationships, our relationships with animals, loss and death of all kinds, why the imbalance between masculine and feminine occurred and how to end it, and tools to evolve, including working with intuition and spirit guides, integrating past lives, and the truth about manifestation and abundance. Order Jehudi Speaks today through tdjacobs.com. Hello, welcome back to The Soul's Journey. This is Tom Jacobs from tdjacobs.com. Tonight I'm talking about adventures in consciousness. Thus far, I've been uh, talking about... Um, sorry, I'm distracted. There's a moth... Uh, right next to my head, just flying around in circles. Uh, I wonder what it what it wants. <laughs> anyway, um, so talking about crystals and talking about my evolving relationship with tiger iron specifically, and uh, and I have been branching out into to using other ones, which is kind of what shook all this up, so that I could gain some perspective. Um, and I, I realized that I've been using it so much for so long. That, you know, through my practice, mostly, uh, when it started, I was using it in my own meditation, but then I would use it to, as a reference point or bookmark to be able to connect to Jehudi very, very quickly. And then I didn't need it anymore, but I still had it around. I still used it because then I started using other stones for different purposes and readings. And it would just kind of, you know, I'd touch it for a minute or, you know, hold it for a minute at the beginning of a reading to tune to that frequency. And that would help me open up to the guides and Jehudi very quickly. For Metatron, I use, because I now do healing work on clients in individual sessions, and I use a Shivalingam, which was also a gift, just like my first couple pieces of um, of a tiger iron and others that I've received. Uh, so that, for some reason, that seems to vibrate uh, to open the door to to Metatron pretty well, at least as I experience it. I don't know if that's a universal thing, just like with Tiger Iron and Judy. I don't know. 
uh, if that's a universal thing. Um, but I mentioned before the break that I'm experiencing uh, Neptune Square. And so I want to talk about that just a little bit. And I'm in my early 40s. And so this is one of those midlife uh, transits that happens uh, in the early 40s. Um, I'm 41, so right now it's happening for people who are 41. <laughs> and uh, um, this is when transiting Neptune makes a waxing square to your natal Neptune. So I, I refer to it as the Neptune square. And then part. some of you might be saying, Neptune square what? But it's Neptune square Neptune. That's the shorthand, the Neptune square. Just like the Pluto square, Pluto square Pluto, or the Uranus opposition, supposing Uranus. Um, each of those things being midlife transits. So um, you're supposed to get more Neptunian during the square while you get rid of something Neptunian. So, you know, I've, I've mentioned this before on the show in terms of if you have escapist behaviors or things to pass the time or things to check out, because those are Neptunian things. It's part of the part of the process of the archetype. Uh, they basically your entertainment will become less entertaining. Your escapism will become less alluring. Uh, and what you're supposed to do is reconnect with something Neptunian in a direct way. So, uh, you know, I'm an astrologer. I mean, I, you know, I'm a consciousnesser, but I'm an astrologer. So I've been watching this unfold and watching this happen and saying, gosh, well, what exactly is it? Because I'm already very Neptunian. Um, I mean, I know where my keys are, but I lose track of time constantly, you know, kind of. Um, mind like a sieve, kind of, and also being very sensitive to energy and aware of, you know, the world around me and crowds and the dynamics that, that happen. And um, just, I'm just very Neptunian anyway. So I was wondering, what do I need to let go of, and what sh- what do I need to um, reinvigorate or reconnect with? And it just became very clear this last week. So I think it's within the next two weeks that I have this third pass of Neptune square Neptune becoming exact. Right now it's maybe a quarter of a degree away or something like that, maybe a half degree away. And uh, um, actually less than that. It's pretty close. And um, I just got it. <laughs> I just got it, this sense of reconnecting. And it has everything to do with breaking up the rhythm of using the tiger iron by introducing these other crystals. Um, and what I did was I'm spending all this time at the um, at the 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 rock club, essentially the lapidary club, uh, cutting and polishing these stones and basically standing at this polishing machine thingy dealio and, you know, polishing this, you know, a set of stones in these, you know, uh, grades, right? Like kind of like you start on the rough end of the machine, then you move down to other wheels that make it more, more of a finer polish. And doing that with maybe five or six stones every time, kind of rotating them in and out. So I don't just work with the same one over and over again. And I get terribly bored, and so I actually stopped at a rock shop on the way home and bought some tumbled stones that have to do with um, dealing with anger and frustration. And that's just something that, that I sometimes work with. I have Mars in the first house, and sometimes I just need to to recheck in and learn how to transmute that energy and ground it and, and shed it. So I got a handful of stones, and one of them is jet, which is petrified wood, and it's it's black. And um, it's very, very lightweight because it's petrified wood. Um and I had it, I guess it was just two weeks ago, maybe a week and a half ago. I went to a, a concert and had it with me, and I just felt amazing. And um, and then the next day I had dreams about 
some past life pain that I wrote about in the Soul's Journey 3, basically reconnecting with somebody who had died, that kind of thing that I write about in the book. Um, and it was so intense, I decided to stop working with it for a bit. But, but realizing that, uh, it actually affects grief under the surface that becomes anger. I don't know if you, you know this, that I, I, I try to say it all the time, but anger is always uh, sourced in pain. So um, anyway, so I learned that, and that kind of shook me out of the vibration of tiger iron. Uh, and then a, f- a friend in Australia actually sent me two pieces of, I don't know if I'm saying it correctly, but mookite, M-O-O-K-A-I-T-E, um, apparently an aboriginal word. And it's for opening up to uh, new solutions to things, new ideas, flexibility, kind of like, in my mind, kind of perhaps akin to the energy of Gemini, like breaking things up. So I've been using that one as well just to, 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 to stir things up. Um, but the jet really stopped me in my tracks. And, uh, you know, like when I woke up from this dream where I was reconnecting with this, with this, uh, former friend in this life who is somebody I had lost in another life as part of this, part of this under the surface, um, pain that leads to some anger at life for losing people in these, these, these certain ways that I describe in the soul's journey three. Um, and I woke up, you know, on how do you say this? Like, uh, as I was starting to come out of the dream, but before my body started moving, I felt like I was writhing, but I wasn't moving yet. So it was kind of like trying to shake off the dream and come out of it. It was so real. It was so present and so intense. And so I'm really, I'm really grateful for that. And I'm going to go back to it uh, periodically uh, to get to the, the grief underneath some of that anger. Um, so then, then using citrine, which is for a variety of things, but uh, a variety of purposes. But one of the things is that it doesn't absorb negative energy and it dispels or disintegrates negative energy is, is one of the, the things it's purported to do. So I bought a, a handful of those. All these other things I got one thing of, but I bought a handful of them. And um, I have been, when I use it, when I hold up my hands for you know half an hour, 40 minutes, an hour, my um, happiness level and joy is invincible. And I had one experience this last week that was really eye-opening and it was a part of me, you know, part of the inner monologue that was um, frustrated with the situation in my life um, that I'm not going to like go into and describe, but it was just like frustrated and this part of me wanted to complain. So I had already been holding these stones and it was like um, – well, maybe the the energy of frustration and complaint sometimes might be a little, you know, the energy in the voice and the, you know, bitching and moaning or whatever. And this was really quiet because I felt invincibly happy. So I felt wonderful. My body was relaxed. I felt so much joy. I was kind of like uh, maybe half an hour before sleeping and, and the light was on, but I felt like really peaceful and quiet and ready to go to sleep. And this inner monologue was terrible and I was laughing inside at this part of me that was trying to, you know, reinforce this story about negativity. So that was absolutely amazing. So so anyway, I'm having this Neptune square, Neptune, you know, awakening with this. And it's it's fascinating. And it's absolutely fascinating. And um the other thing I've been using, let me just let me just look around. Oh yeah, yeah. Um there are two other ones that I'm one Rose quartz, right, which is which is apparently very popular, 
and people who know about these things are very, you know, get into them. Uh, it's very well known. And it's a heart chakra thing. It's for unconditional love, opening the heart, healing the, the, the emotions and all these things. And I was drawn to buy one, but I can't connect with its frequency. And so this is the next, this is the next uh, thing I want to talk about. Um, you know, Tiger Iron for me, I've been using it for, I mean, I want to say five years. I could be, anyway, it's around five years. And that frequency is, you know, like I'm fluent in that language. And I don't even need to pick it up to know it because I'm tuned to it. I've tuned my body to these lower three chakras, to being in them, and to you know working with issues that may come up around those three chakras. Um, you know, Jet, I adapted to immediately, and was like we were fast friends, and I felt really happy. You know, when I was working with the citrine, it kind of you know had this effect. Um, the rose quartz, I cannot get into. I just I cannot connect with it, and I'm thinking, well, I'm sure I have fourth chakra things that I could work with. Uh, you know, I, I know I do. You know, I know. Just thinking about, you know, this other one brings up grief. Well, grief can come up in this fourth chakra. So, so anyway, it's just not time for me to hang out with that one yet. But it's around. I just haven't connected with it. And this other one, uh, moss agate, which these pieces are more or less blue, uh, but they apparently come uh, greenish, bluish, and different colors. Um, and I cannot retain what anybody has written about them. I have looked in three books and like on 15 websites, and I'm reading it all, and I, it's again, I can't retain it, but I'm drawn to use it. So that tells me that I'm in the process of finding the frequency so we can, quote, be friends, unquote. Like that's the idea that I'm getting. So I'm working with that on a daily basis, um, and it, it's also about uh, transforming anger and other things. Um, uh, all these crystals seem to have a bunch of things they do, but I just mentioned what I'm using it for. Though of course, other things, you know, other things are pertinent too. And if you if you look these things up or any crystal, you you will find that it says 35 things. And you know, when somebody says why he or she uses it. Maybe two or three of those thirty-five things, you know, are are are, are germane or are, are mentioned. So that's been my Neptune Square Neptune experience. I have been bored with what I usually do, Neptune stuff. It has been becoming boring, um, except for channeling and doing energy work uh, for clients, because I, I truly I truly love doing that. Um, but to have all this shaken up so that I understand more that a crystal is actually or as I would say, a rock or a stone in the past, is actually a piece of the earth, which isn't a stretch you know, for your linear logical mind. But what this means is that you are holding a piece of the earth. Right? I, I know I just said that and you already got that, but you are working with a piece, a portion of the consciousness of the earth itself. And that's where all this grounding stuff comes in. So essentially, you know, when I do channeling and Judy talks to people and, uh, um, you know, in the, the channeled book, Goddess, Past, Present, and Future, uh, there's, there's a whole section on um, uh, how the earth is our mother, as long as we are embodied here. And um, there's a sense, uh, I get the image when uh, Jehudi and other beings talk about the earth's role for us, I always get the sense of um, the giving tree, this, you know, this book. Uh, the poem by uh, Shel Silverstein um, from I don't know 30, 40 years ago, quite a long time ago. Uh, this this tree that gives and gives and gives as this as this child grows up and uses the tree for all these different purposes and 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 doesn't realize to thank the tree. I always get that that sense um, of how the earth actually interacts with us and is available to us. So 
in my work with people and in meditation that I teach people, uh, and then when I'm doing energy work, I'm doing this too, connecting to the earth through cords from the root chakra, which is the first chakra right around, right around the anus, and the bottoms of the feet down into the earth, drawing the energy of the earth up into your body. So that is a major focus of um, how all the work I do begins. And, um, you know, if somebody in a session says, hey, I have a dream, can you tell me what it means? I don't need to get grattled like this. That's kind of a sixth chakra intuitive thing. But if I'm going to do energy work, if I'm going to read a past life, if I'm going to um, scan the chakras and talk to an inner kid or a disgruntled past part, or I'm going to do any kind of healing work, um, as I said, energy work of different kinds, or if any of those beings are going to do that through me, everybody involved needs to be connected to the earth. So we have this fantastically giant being that provides support for our evolution as long as we are embodied. So you're holding, when you're working with a crystal, or stone or rock, <laughs> you're holding a piece of that being that is your mother. Now, when I've gone to areas where historically mining has been prevalent, I get dizzy. My sixth chakra gets whacked out. I mean, literally dizzy, having vertigo, you know, walking like down into a spiral onto the ground, like falling, um, having a headache all day. And like I went to Bisbee a couple years ago or a few years ago, um, and I just felt sick all day. And, and, you know, anyway, so this idea of having all of this stuff taken out of the earth, there can be an imbalance in an area where it's been mined. So I always had this thing since then of, um, well, yeah, I don't really know how I feel about about you know working with things that are taken out of the earth. But now I'm getting the clued into the consciousness level of the earth. The earth is happy to share with you. So mining these, like like people using crystals, it's different than commercial mining. And um, that's what I, that's another thing I've been uh, woken up to woken up to lately. Um. Now, I want to shift for a moment and talk about um, astrology and consciousness. And I think I've done this on the show at least one, one or two times before. I just talked about the Neptune archetype and that Neptune square, that midlife transit. But what I want to say to you um, is that you know, for, for many of us, we approach astrology as this body of knowledge that will give us answers. And when somebody says to me, let's say I'm meeting somebody who knows I'm an astrologer or somebody who's um, calling me to ask a question to see if I might be the right person to have a session with. Uh, Cause I talk to people, you know, on the phone for five or 10 minutes to, so they can get a, get a sense of what I do and who I am. Cause sometimes this, the radio show, and my blog don't, you know, represent how I might approach his or her chart. So they might say, well, here, here's the issue. Let's say that, let's say that transiting Saturn in the eighth is squaring Pluto in the 10th and that's conjunct uh, sun. How would you approach that? And, and basically, I always approach everybody's chart with the clarity that I don't know how that person uses that chart. So let's say Sun Pluto in the 10th. Let's say that person um, really feels deeply a need to get attention publicly. Well, that's, that's one way to do it. It's all valid. I mean, myriad ways that are valid to do it. Like part of us might want to judge somebody being like greedy for attention, but that's kind of the, the image I want to give and I want you not to judge it. Well, a Saturn transit from the eighth squaring that would be different than for somebody who won't get attention, somebody who refuses to get attention. So the chart says 
here are these symbols in relationship, you know, sun, conjunct, Pluto, and the tenth, just as one example. And there are myriad ways that that can be expressed. So when Saturn comes knocking, squaring it, saying, hey, you're doing it wrong, well, as an astrologer, I have to know how that person does it in the first place so I can know what Saturn is trying to get him or her to shift and grow out of and grow into. So squares have this amazing potential for change if we are willing to change, you know, if we're willing to give something up because we are told you're doing it wrong. It doesn't feel good. You know, we don't want to change. We like how we do things, even if they stink and they hurt. We're familiar with them. So the level of consciousness of a person is everything. So my Neptune square, like I'm a medium, a channel, and I do all these, you know, I've done animal communication in the past and I've, you know, as a medium talk to dead people and now I'm talking to rocks and, you know, it's like I do all these Neptunian things already. My Neptune square is different from that person who just went back to school to get a graduate degree and blah, 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 who isn't a medium and channel or this other person who is a parent of young children who, you know, has this other thing going on in his or her life. Like, so the level of consciousness that a person has determines a lot about how astrology is or should be done with and for that person. And what I do with my astrology students is I emphasize that, um, well, that's a dot, dot, dot. Now I'm going to take the second break. So stick with me. This is Tom Jacobs on The Soul's Journey. I'll be right back. answers to help you navigate life the book jehudi speaks offers wisdom channeled from ascended master jehudi aka thoth saint germain and merlin on humanity's opportunities during these exciting times jehudi speaks provides what you need to know to grow and evolve on earth now a compilation of four channeled books jehudi speaks explores karmic relationships our relationships with animals loss and death of all kinds why the imbalance between masculine and feminine occurred, and how to end it, and tools to evolve, including working with intuition and spirit guides, integrating past lives, and the truth about manifestation and abundance. Order Jehudi Speaks today through tdjacobs.com. The way you're wired is no accident. Your soul has divine intentions for this life. Understanding those intentions can bring greater peace and harmony to your world. A Soul's Journey soundbite from astrologer and channel Tom Jacobs is a 15-minute MP3 reading on your major life themes. Tom's unique approach to astrology sheds light on the big picture of you, your values, passions, fears, and family dynamics as divinely designed by your soul. Gift yourself and others with insight and understanding by ordering your Soul's Journey soundbite today at tdjacobs.com.
welcome back to the Soul's Journey. This is uh, your pal Tom Jacobs in Tucson, Arizona. On the web, I'm at tdjacobs.com. And uh, tonight's show is Adventures in Consciousness Part 3. Uh, last year had two shows that kind of set this up. Um, uh, there was a dot, 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 and uh, I'm going, oh, yeah. Well, when I'm talking with students, um, I impart to them that these Saturn transits, for example, or any transit, any progression, will be different depending on how the person experiences or chooses to use the energies in his or her chart. So as you're looking at transits and you're you're going to go to a book and you're going to go to a website, you're going to look up what people have written about this transit. Um, first of all, all these things are opinions <laughs> and interpretations. Uh, that's not stressed enough in astrology that it's an interpretive science, interpretive Art. Anyway, um, so that's how you find a wide variety of ways of talking about transits. But anyway, so keep that in mind, just as a general note. There's another show that's about <laughs> eventually, in the, you know, somewhere in the in the distant future that's about that. Um, like not, not taking it all as you know the god's honest truth. But anyway, um, everything that's written like that in you know a pre-done fashion, you know, like like you can encounter a, a paragraph written about. You know, Pluto trying your son or whatever. All of those things don't often take into account, don't usually take into account the level of consciousness of the person. So I maintain that you cannot know from looking at a chart the level of consciousness of a person. I also maintain, because I get this question, because there's some evolutionary astrologers who do this, who, uh, and these are people who have studied, studied with Jeff Green or, or his graduates. And there's this, um, he teaches that you can gauge, and I don't remember how many I think it's like um, – I think it might be like four different levels and and the first three have three levels each or something like that. I could be mistaken. Don't quote me. Don't, don't quote me and don't – you know, whatever. Uh, don't tell everybody that I was maligning you know, this teacher, the, his idea. But anyway, um, that you can ascertain the level of consciousness of the client. And I think that um, having that ranking system is – I mean having that system is not meant to rank people, but I think it ends up doing that. So what I do is I, 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 avoid, I just do everything I can to avoid that kind of thing and just listen to the client where he or she is and not kind of categorize anything because – you know, with a Pluto sun, for example, in the 10th house, somebody might be um, really, really aggressive about getting attention. Somebody might be really hurt because he or she is not getting attention publicly. You know, maybe maybe art and creativity has been swept away and or swept under the rug in favor of practicality. That could be a sun Pluto 10th thing, you know. Uh, anyway, whatever hurts about the, the, the sun and the 10th thing with Pluto conjunct it, um, I'm just going to listen to the client. And I'm just going to have that person's – if I'm seeing the person, his or her body language, uh, whether it's on the phone or over email or in person, the voice, because I get the rhythm of the writing. I get energy from from emails. I'm able to tap into people's awareness. So sometimes people from halfway across the world you know, pay for a reading, ask me to pre-record an MP3 and send me three sentences or ten sentences, and I can tap into their frequency even before I look at the chart by reading that person's email. Um, and so there are all these ways to kind of gauge how that person relates to certain issues. But I would recommend steering away from the idea of figuring out what that person's consciousness level is. Basically, we're all a mix of a bunch of clever stuff and a bunch of stupid stuff. And, um, you know, like I even notice in myself, I do certain, uh, just, you know, I'm having also having Pluto square my ascendant right now. I do certain Libra ascendant things that are really, really great. And I do other things that are really, really stupid. 
And the Pluto square transit is really uh, – Pluto square ascendant is really bringing out – you know, in stark contrast, what is great versus what is, you know, imbecilic, if that's a word, um, what is inane and stupid and, you know, childish or whatever. Um, but so I'm a mix of that, as is everybody else. And so, so we should, you know, as I'm talking about consciousness and the level of consciousness of a client or of a person holding a chart, uh, we need not to, to, to rank it. And we also need not to judge any of those things. Because if I'm coming to you as an astrologer, and I'm aware that I do some stupid things with my ascendant, and I do some really cool things with my ascendant, and the Pluto square ascendant transits bringing all this out. Um, you know, it, it's important to me that you treat me with respect and that you you honor the choices that I'm making because I'm a work in progress. I'm I'm learning, and so you know maybe I've learned categories um, B, C, E, and F, but A and D I'm totally stupid about. Well, respect me and honor me, and so just kind of gauge where I am with that. It's just kind of going into this for a few minutes because it's it's just really important to me never to pigeonhole anybody, or and also never assume that we know where somebody is in his or her journey. This comes up all the time in readings, by the way, when when chart holders ask about other people in their lives and i say i find myself saying almost daily i mean you know probably nine out of ten days that i that i'm on the phone doing work with people i'm saying something like um you know somebody says something about his or her parent or spouse or child or friend or sibling and i say uh okay well we have to start with god bless everybody but yeah, this this person may be doing this thing in a stupid way, you know. Like, but that's part of the learning journey, and we all need to do stupid things in order to learn how to do things uh, in smarter ways. We all learn through pain. We learn through mistakes. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, with with the crystals, I want to talk. I want to end the end the show here with um, some perspectives on what's actually happening, um, and some of this is uh, from the channeling from the PDF. And I'm going to tell you a little bit, but I want you to go read the PDF anyway. So channel PDF, uh, like 10 pages-ish, from Ascended Master Jehudi, also known as Thoth and St. Germain and Merlin. And um, he he came through last night to do this, to explain this, so that everyone can understand why I'm getting into the crystal thing in this kind of harshcore fashion that I am. Um, but anyway, what's happening is this portion of the Earth – has a particular structure. You might say it's energetic matrix that's related to its physical matrix, its physical properties, the, the structure of the crystal itself. Um, with the tiger iron, of course, there are three layers of uh, of different crystals, and so there's you know it's a little it's a little more complex, a little more happening, which is why it's said to be the, the strongest uh, grounding stone of all the kinds of grounding stones, and many are listed as grounding stones, by the way. Um, so this structure has the ability to hold information, which is to say energy. And if you've um, heard of these Mayan crystal skulls that have people uh, who retain old traditions kind of going in there after death, like this is what that's about. This crystal holds, you know, this matrix is, is uh, potentially can hold uh, information, data, which is to say has a consciousness and information can be put into it. So you're holding this piece of the earth and it is activating a frequency within you. You possess many, many, many frequencies. 
it's activating a frequency within you that may not be clear and within you and may not function because of karma, because of beliefs and emotions and pain and fears and worry and doubt. Basically, Judy describes in this thing, and I've described it in um, the Soul's Journey trilogy in different ways, but one of the ways is you have a you have an uh, an experience that impacts you emotionally, most likely causes you pain in some way, pain, grief, regret, self-doubt, recrimination, self-recrimination, something like that. And um, that emotion hurts, and so your your mind comes in and ascribes meaning to how that came about and why that happened. When that belief gets in there, like I, perhaps somebody lied to you and it really hurt you, what, if you make the decision that you weren't paying attention or you didn't trust your instinct or I never trust my instinct or something like that can get solidified as a belief and this is kind of like a bubble. And an emotional imprint, an emotional frequency of pain that's got a label on it, which is the meaning you have ascribed to it. Floats around in your field when something seems to happen to threaten to uh, repeat something like that. It comes to the surface and you are feeling the feeling again. It's like carrying around like a, like a, like a tackle box full of bubbles and they just kind of like one goes, hey, here I am. And it kind of is all of a sudden in your field and you're feeling it, which is the pain or the fear. That the, that the pain might be repeated. So those things cloud us and certain energetic pathways and certain possibilities we may be open to without those get clouded over and clogged by, by them. Working with a crystal that works with a certain – to have a certain effect, right? You might look it up and it say, oh, this is good for improving relationships or whatever it is, like whatever quality. This is good for grounding or healing past life stuff, whatever the quality of that crystal is said to be, that it affects this range of frequencies within your field that are typically clogged up with the bubbles. So you can have a sense of clarity about that energetic pathway that you experience as you know that this this possibility of life so so with me working with these crystals um to work with anger my ability to shed anger is impeded by the bubbles my ability to overlook frustration is impeded by these bubbles so i, I work with the crystal so i have just like a couple of minutes left here so i'm going to kind of kind of move through this quickly and wrap this up as efficiently as possible um but the bubbles don't go away, but you can have the sense of clarity about the issue in question. You can see through it. Like I was holding the citrine the other night, and um, I was, you know, what was the word I used? Impenetrably joyful. Like my joy was impenetrable, and I've never experienced that in my life. I've been happy. I've been sad. I've been joyful. I've been, you know, I've been irrationally exuberant at times. You know, I've been like slap happy. All you know, but to have like this negative voice do its whole soliloquy you know like i like the rest of me is the audience and uh for me to feel just impenetrably joyful is absolutely absolutely amazing it wasn't even surreal it was like i want that to be my new reality so so it's holding space essentially this portion of the earth is holding space for me to be in touch with this natural frequency within me that allows the possibility of not holding on to anger. If you're listening to the podcast, 
rewind the last 15 seconds, 20 seconds, and listen to that again, maybe three or four times, because that is the deal with the crystals. Uh, that's the deal, and that's why this is so important. So basically, these pieces of the earth will help you get your crap straight and get your head screwed on straight, because uh, when you are working with this frequency that you need and it is kind of clearing a pathway, you can then more effectively, reasonably, in a grounded way, you know, even objectively, perhaps dispassionately, change your mind about the thing that you are unhappy about or doesn't work or hurts. So the crystals do not make these bubbles of karma go away. The difficult emotion, the pain, the bitterness, the, the anxiety, the depression, whatever it is, does not make it go away, but enables you to work with a range of frequencies you already possess because you are on the earth and your consciousness is tied to the earth while you're here. That kind of ties all of this together now. Again, if you're listening to this podcast afterwards, rewind it and listen again because that is that is seriously important for the evolution of, of you as a person to get out of your head and to allow the earth to help you in this way. Connect to the earth energetically. Have these cords in there, but also use use these crystals too. So obviously I'm suddenly, practically overnight, a proponent of using these. And um, I feel like a, you know, uh, a zealous convert, but it's it's the real deal. It's super. So so go to tdjacobs.com. From the homepage is linked that 10-page PDF, including like a page and a half of introduction from me. Um, uh, you know, the channel PDF from Jehudi. Also linked from the homepage is all the information about the February 15th um, Transforming Depression and Anxiety channel call with Jehudi and and, uh, Metatron. One thing I want to say about that in closing is that um, it's going to be good for people who obviously are experiencing those things or tend to or perhaps have cyclic cyclical experience with those energetic states that they feel emotionally. But it's also going to be good for people who have had that in the past and for people who live with anybody in the present or in the past who have those issues because we all absorb energy from each other. So I'm encouraging – like don't think that this is a niche event that you might – you know, could have been anything else when you'd sign up. Please go sign up for this. And again, early bird registration uh, is open until uh, the 26th. Then it goes back to regular price. And um, er- everybody should do this. This is really, really important because um, what they're going to do behind the scenes and under the surface is correct, essentially, since I'm, you know, I've been talking about this in, the, in this way, correct some pathway imbalances and disturbances that lead to depression, and anxiety. So I'm really excited about that. Again, that's Saturday, February 15th. Um, thanks for joining me on the show. If you get something out of the soul's journey and uh, this work that I'm, that I'm bringing you every week, um, and it is work, it is work. I, I do put a lot of energy into this uh, to provide these teachings. If you get something out of it, uh, consider making a donation. Send me a few bucks. Um, and you can do that through tdjacobs.com forward slash soul. And that's also linked from the homepage. So thanks for joining me. Next week, uh, my guest is Rob Fournier, who is a, uh, an author who's written a book about connecting with past life stuff, but not through astrology. So I'm really excited about that. Uh, and he'll be on the show next week. Thanks for joining me. And uh, keep in touch. You've been listening to The Soul's Journey with Tom Jacobs. A fresh look at astrology and soul inspired by channeled wisdom. 
For more information, tune in every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Pacific. Connect with Tom directly via www.tdjacobs.com. That's tdjacobs.com. 